Welcome to the Stacked Supplement Podcast, the premier source for supplement news and reviews. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Stacked Supplement Podcast. And this is another interview with one of what, what I like to call the, the, the smartest, most informative educational people uh, in the industry. Uh, I've never spoken to this guy, but I've heard him, seen him, and that's more than enough for me to say. He's one of the smartest people I've uh, seen out there, and it is uh, none other than the Gorilla Chemist from the brand Kinex. Welcome. Thank you very much, and thank you for those kind words. Yeah, we haven't spoken. We we go back and forth on IG, and yeah, uh, you know, you guys do a lot of nice articles about it. And I was just telling my wife, I was like, when they when they write articles, they always say something very cool about in unique gorilla chemist fashion or something like that when it comes to my formulas or ingredients so i think i think that's really cool you guys pay attention to all the the different stuff that i try and do well it's 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 very true because i see god knows how many supplements come through each day <laughs> each each week it's it's insane and i say this a lot i saw my my description is a pre-workout that i saw yesterday or a supplement i saw yesterday and i got brains coming in daily that are just like hey this is our brand new groundbreaking pre this is our <laughs> fully loaded pre and like way back i was like oh my god this is a this is gonna be amazing i look and i'm like what the fuck i saw this like this is this and it's it's the same these days you get uh, what six grams <laughs> of citrulline maybe malate maybe not three three grams of beta, beta alanine two and a half betaine 350 caffeine yep. it's just uh, it's the same shit, but then like when a Chemex product rolls in, you don't really get like <laughs> hype or anything, or like a or like a huge like it's gonna blow your mind. You get it's like, here's the formula, and you're like, the flaming shit is this? Like you just look <laughs> at it, and you're like, okay. And there's a few things you recognize, even on the pre-workout. There's a few things you recognize. You're like, okay, okay. I, I, I mean, a lot of this, like specifically, metabolic. Like when you just dropped, like even, even the sleep supplement as well. Yeah. Like you didn't go for the traditional mix. And I think metabolic was no. like a hugely exaggerated version of what you usually do. Like you didn't, and I know that a lot of people don't like them, but you know, um, muscle builders, test boosters usually got what tribulus, fenugreek, mm -hmm. usual. But I remember seeing the label on this and I was like, okay, like, I knew maybe half of it, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but the rest, I was just looked at it and I was like, but as to that, to that point, because it's coming from you, you know, that it's not like, and even if it's not coming from you, no one ever usually puts something in a product that you don't not familiar with. I don't think even, not even a bad brand does that because they just really can't or they don't have the ability. So, I have to ask the first question is what is the process like behind, like how do you venture out and find these things that seemingly no one else touches until you decide like, yeah, I'm going to give this a run. Uh, well, you know, my background, right. Is in biochemistry. So I read a lot of papers and I, a lot of times I look for, is there, what's the mechanism of action of what I'm trying to do? is there a pharmaceutical that does this? How does the pharmaceutical work? And then is there a natural version that has a similar mechanism as a pharmaceutical? For, so for like the sleep, for example, 
I looked at how sleep prescription sleep medications work, how they bind to your GABA receptor. And then I looked to see what naturally, what things that are naturally occurring that do the same thing. And that's, I stumbled upon Magnolia Bark a couple of years ago, and that's been around for a while. And uh, I use, I messed around with some doses and I think it works really well because those are natural compounds that bind to the same receptor as prescription meds. And then I just, it kind of rabbit holes into what else does this. And then one of the ingredients, I actually found the paper from 2018 is when they actually figured out what was in the plant. The plant was around in Africa for a long time and they used it for sleep, but they didn't know what the actives were because it's a, it's a chemical process to, to like, basically extract the thing that you're looking for the molecule specifically that one and then figure out how many carbon atoms or whatever atoms it has and where the bonds are and all that stuff it's, it's very difficult to do analytically so they just named them not too long ago and I, and I was lucky enough to find a source that had that material yeah that was the next question was when you do these things like like you read through and you're like cool isn't it sort of uh i don't know how you say it isn't it like extremely unlikely that someone's producing this on mass production enough so that you could put it in a, in a like is, are there something you've found where you're like this is amazing oh this is awesome and then you go to the uh, manufacturer ingredient and just be like hey you don't happen to have this do you like because i'm sure that happens that has to happen all the time yeah, yeah i was gonna yeah. say <laughs> some of the stuff is not commercially available or it's extremely, extremely expensive because it's yeah. not commercially available. So there have been ingredients I really wanted to use and I just couldn't get a source that worked with the price. Even, even if that was the sole ingredient, it was just too hard uh, to get the amount of material you need to make enough products to sell it and, and the amount that you need for it to be active. So yes, that, that does happen a lot. Luckily, uh, my partners at Chemex are really good at sourcing stuff. And, you know, we do a lot of testing on botanicals, specifically like TLC testing, which is thin layer chromatography, which is not a lot of places do because it, it's a chemical, it's a chemical and analysis where you could see that the species of the plant you have is what oh, okay. this powder says it is, you know? I was going to say, because I know when it comes to testing regular ingredients, it's, it's very expensive when it comes to some of these rarer ingredients so i can't even imagine how much it would cost for something that you know you have trouble sourcing is there an ingredient that um you've found like let's just say out uh, let's say there's 10 ingredients you find and two of them you're really excited about and then the rest you're like you're moderately excited about have you used the ones that you're extremely excited about and just like these are amazing or have the ones that have just always been really awesome in studies and research just not being able to be sourced no um one of the ingredients that i really was excited about is uh kana which has actually been around for a while i believe it was under the branded name zembrin oh, it's yes, the, yeah. It's a, yeah and so zembrin trademarked this 25 milligram capsule of kana and when I read about Kana and what it actually does and where it's from, like in South Africa, they chew it uh, to as a mood enhancer because it naturally is a serotonin reuptake inhibitor. 
kind of how uh, antidepressants work. And so I got a sample of Kana and the Zembrin is like $4,000 a kilo. So it's a super expensive ingredient. Yeah. And I got a sample of the raw powder and it literally looks like dirt <laughs> and it tastes terribly. Uh, but I started dosing at higher doses, what, what the people in South Africa do. So they chew it anywhere between 500 and 1500 milligrams. So I started playing around with 500 and 750 to see the different effects. And then at around a thousand, which is what I wound up using in the pre-workout, there seemed to be a very synergistic effect between the serotonin release and the mood enhancement combined with some of the stimulants that are uh, dopamine releasers. So there was a, it, the mood elevation was just incredibly different than anything else in the focus from all of that stuff. It was, it was when I did it the, for the first time, I really felt like it was very euphoric. It was, it wasn't anything like I've had in a supplement before. So that's when I thought, okay, I got something cool here. Let's figure out how to use it with everything else. I have seen that show up in a lot more products, I would say, since since you started using it. I remember I saw it in one, and then someone mentions like, oh, it's not that great if it does compare to Chemex. And I was just like, wait, Chemex had this? And I look back, and I'm like, oh, yeah. And I've slowly seen it used more and more. Um, yeah, it's expensive. Uh, that's why that's it's cost prohibitive for a lot of brands that, you know, make products that, that are not as expensive from a raw material standpoint as Chemex and stuff like that. So I can understand, but I do, to your point, I do see a lot of people's, I, I hate the word like trendsetter cause I don't view myself that way, but I do see a lot of people use stuff that I use that I bring to first market or bring at a certain dose an effective dose. Well, it's hard to say trendsetter. It's sort of like being the first guy to drive a McLaren, right? Like you're, <laughs> like you're in an exclusive club because while you are using it, very few have the power and the ability to put that in their product, let alone make it one of the ingredients at a good dose. And you, you, you have the uh, Chemex has that the ability of pricing this stuff at 50, 60 bucks and fans don't seem to mind, which I would say five years ago, people would have shit their pants at. But with the amount of brands that have come on board you really have had to set yourself apart and it's just you've got brands that go lower you've got brands that stay in the middle and then you got you got a few more up there in your realm of that 50 60 price range where it's just uh i think people are willing to pay 10 to 20 more for something that is that more premium something different something effective as you say things that aren't in other products um and yeah, I was I was curious if you hadn't found an ingredient that you were just blown away. And by the sounds of the things, there is one, there are some that you just couldn't get, and it's just difficult. Was um, yeah, was a modin uh, the quarter block was that along the same lines? Because I when I saw that by itself, and you put it out there, I'm like, I was excited because of all the benefits, <laughs> all the promises, the effects, and I was like, this should be really cool. And then I saw the formula, I'm like. I gotta tell you, I ain't seen a product with one ingredient that sits at that price like ever. Yeah. And I was skeptical and I think I bought it because I was skeptical. I think that's why I originally grabbed it. And then I tried it and I was just like, son of a bitch. It was like, <laughs> like it was, I, I found that the high dose was a bit difficult on me, but I was like, yeah. 
I mean, you have to have been extremely impressed with the research and the benefits on that to put make make a product only with that, though. Right. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I have been sitting on that ingredient since Blackstone days. Like, I had this idea. We never got it into a product when I was at Blackstone. It was it was hard to get a ninety five percent material at the time, and then absorption and bioavailability two different things but two things that cause it to not be as effective there's a process called uh, glucuronidation which happens to a lot of polyphenol type compounds where your body attaches a glucuronic acid to it to make it very water soluble to compete out and it does this very rapidly and so that's when i saw a study that they combined a modem with the black pepper extract, piperine. And that's why there's such a high dose in there. Because I, when I went by what the study used and saw the results of how it increased the bioavailability and, the, and how active it is, that I wanted to push it to see how, like, let's use a real high dose of black pepper. Let's get enough emodin so where it's a noticeable effect. You can definitely see fat loss. Because the data on emodin is great. Uh, the the main issue was getting it into your system, and so that's why there's a huge dose of um, black pepper extract in there. But uh, yeah, I was very excited about that product too because the only other thing that really on the market that works or that people use is phosphatidylserine, really, and maybe ashwagandha. But the data for the emodin to blew those away. Well, when I use that by itself, I've used products that have phosphatidylserine and ashwagandha, KSM, or any of the others. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the benefits were, were, were better. They were, they, I mean, they, I feel like with the, uh, those other products, it, it took a little longer to kick it. I mean, a little less, a little quicker to kick in, like you could notice a little sooner. But with, when quarter block was, when it got rolling, I was like, holy shit, yeah. this thing is, I don't know, it was just, again, one of the most impressive it is the most impressive single ingredient supplement I've tried. It is also the most expensive, but it's it's uh, it it was it was yeah. And um, I I think I had to I had to lower the amount because it was just too yeah. much. But then I think some people were much much like everything. Some people are fine. Some people aren't. Um, I found space in and out to be a little better though, because you guys originally yeah. had five hundred. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, that. I can handle the, the 500 at one time. It, it took me a couple days uh, initially. That was, that was the first the first thing, uh, the first downfall I saw with the product. Cause I was so excited about it. I was like, data's so good. Nobody's using this. It's really gonna do well. And then you take the, you know, the last part of the process is you take a beta sample and you're like, okay, we, we need to change the dose because people are gonna have a lot of uh, stomach issues. And it and there's nothing to do you can do about it. It's just a natural uh, part of the ingredient. Like I, I tried to see if there's a way to change it, like absorptivity wise, or you know binding it differently using a different capsule. It's just a property of the ingredient itself. Yeah, I think I found spreading it out to be a little better. But then I think I even eventually lowered. I think it was what two was it two mm-hmm. two a day of the original, and then four of the. Smaller was it? I think you did two of the full smaller and one of the original because yeah, if yeah, I yeah. remember, 
because I I was I've never done four of the big ones. I take five hundred just before I go to bed. Uh, because if I do take the whole like Fort's capsule serving, even if it's spaced out, it is still a lot. But I personally have stomach issues. Some people do take it, and and if you can take it, the results are really really good for for fat loss. You very noticeable. I think I worked up to whatever the maximum amount was. I think I worked up to it eventually, um, and then came back down because I remember I was talking to you. And you said, <laughs> "Yeah, if you can try it," and I was like, "Yeah, whatever." And then I got there. I was like, oh, it was just a bit, but yeah. It was a trade-off. I thought like, this is working so good, but do I stop? <laughs> do I stop? It was. Uh, I know. Um, Trust me. Yes. Yeah, so the, the the metabolic, uh, the muscle builder. Yes. Again, you have a lot of things in there that I mean, the Korea mistletoe I had seen, uh, ashwagandha as we had mentioned, the luxogenin, um, a few things in there that we had seen many times. What, 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 I mean, how did you stumble across or, you know, how, here's a better question of all the things in there and you'll probably know yeah. them off by heart. What are the ones you, that kind of stand out? Like what are the ones, the most important ones to you that you were kind of most excited to put in there? Cause what is it like eight, nine? Th- yep. Nine. Jesus. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. What was the, yeah. Like, what what are the key features for you? What were the most important ones? I imagine that the mistletoe I thought was up because I've seen that in a handful of only a handful of products. I think Olympus might have been one of the first I remember seeing using it. And I think that was I have never seen someone use it at a thousand milligrams though, unless yeah, I'm mistaken. I'm gonna have to go back and look because I know they were one of the first users because they said they were, but I don't remember I can't remember if it was a thousand. I'm almost I, I'm going to say that it wasn't, but yeah. So, what were the, uh, I guess, the most uh, the key features for you, the ones that I guess the driving ingredients behind it for you? Uh, so, nigella sativa is actually a really good ingredient for overall health, and is and great for increasing free testosterone and increasing total testosterone, as well as I think it has anti-diabetic properties. So I really like that ingredient. It it was hard. A lot of times it's a liquid. So to get a powder part of it from the seed, it's a little difficult. But it, it, it works really well, especially at the higher doses. We use 750 milligrams of it per serving. So I, I really like that ingredient. Boron, obviously, is a no-brainer. I don't understand why that's not in more things. But the data for boron is just mind-blowing as for how simple it is of a of an element to just use and increase free testosterone. Dante Trudell preaches about boron all the time with clients. And so that was just something that I thought was simple, but the, the, the other ingredients that have um, the natural anabolic stuff like eucoma, which is the, the one that has the natural phytoandrogens. I've believe that was in a product years ago, but I, I saw this study, I want to say in 2000, I don't know, 14, 15, somewhere around there. And it shows that it has these, they're called triterpenes, which eventually when you have enough of them, they make squalene and they make cholesterol and they make vitamin D and then DHEA and all your sex hormones. So the triterpenes are the building block of your sex hormones. 
And they have these molecules that bind to the androgen receptor the same way as uh, testosterone does and, and expresses the genes that testosterone does once you, you know, once it binds and goes into the nucleus of the cell. So I was excited about that ingredient because not a lot of people use it, but it's like a, it's a natural way to increase testosterone without, that's non, not really hormonal. It's not a hormone. It's just a compound that works similarly. So I don't like to use the word natural SARM because SARM has like a very negative connotation, but that's kind of what it is. And then the, um, the Chaponica, which is another natural anabolic that had really yeah. cool data for decreasing muscle breakdown. So when I was trying to make a product, it's like, how do you, how do you build muscle? What are the, what are the pathways besides just increasing testosterone? Are there things that are non-hormonal that can do the same thing? And that was one of the ingredients that popped up that had really good data for not only turning on genes that in, increase muscle protein synthesis through like mTOR and that pathway, but they reduce muscle breakdown. So you're kind of keeping your body in an anabolic state. You're not breaking muscle down and you're telling your genes to, to build up muscle at the same time or increase uh, muscle protein synthesis. I really like the approach because as you, as you talk through the ingredients, like you do actually think of the pathways and then the mechanism to find the ingredient. Whereas a lot of the time, if not most of the time, I hear from brands that go, oh, we found this cool ingredient, so we made a product around it. And they're not really hunting these things down and trying to find specifically to go, you're not really, you're doing the hard jobs because you can bet your ass that if it works, someone's going to come and do it. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I've already seen a lot of copy stuff, which I can't control that. I feel like with anabolic, you won't. I don't think you will. The finer, the more specific you get, like with this, even the sleep aid, uh, quarter block is another great example. I think when you get into these specific areas where it's like, oh my God, someone says quarter block works amazing. And then a brand that's, I want to try and replicate it. We look at it and just be like, well, fuck that noise. It's expensive as hell. And it's just, and it's for a category that's kind of way off in the distance. And I think uh, quarter block works, but it's also one of those ones that you have to, I guess, re not really pay attention to, but you're not going to, for the crowd that takes the fat burner, oh my God, I feel energy. Yeah. I'm burning fat today. Like it's a, uh, it's not one that I think is for the mainstream necessarily, especially if they took, you know, that high dose and then uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be put off or they're probably, I feel like it, some of the things can't be replicated. Um, and I think the nootropic is, is probably the, I would say one of the most, I mean, I was going to touch on it eventually though, which is obviously the nootropic is obviously your latest uh, creation one we've been waiting for for a while because i remember hearing about this like a month or like not a, lot, a year and a bit ago a year almost a year yeah <laughs> and i was i was i was i was uh, impressed that you kept some of the things that you actually revealed uh, all that time ago like at the same mm -hmm. amounts so you actually have been working on this for a year yeah. it wasn't like uh you know you kind of there was a gradient and it was whatever and you're just like fuck it can't do this anymore it's um 
again, I feel like it's a, it's a Chemex attack on the focus market. It's not, it is not something I've seen before. The formula, you see these things, some of them in pre-workouts more than the others, but it's, you got your counter again. The Ivy Leaf, I was kind of like, not familiar with this one. You don't even, you don't even know. You don't even know about that. Because I, cause wait, I always wait you try that. So the thing I do is I always type, I always Google things I'm not familiar with. I'm like, is this just another name? Because a lot of brands sometimes do that thing where they'll put the, the source or an mm-hmm. alternate name for the chemical. And I'm like, oh, and then, but I looked at this and all I saw were those little chemical bond pictures. And I was like, well, what the fuck is this? I haven't seen this in anything. And um, yeah, like the formula, it's got good dosages of things I'm familiar with. And even with the things I'm familiar with, it looks like a solid supplement, but then you throw those exotic parts in there and I'm like, this is, this is going to have something. This is going to be interesting. So I imagine that like with metabolic and your approach to finding these things, it, you had to, you must've been taking the same approach on this one. Yeah. So the, the nootropic, like, like we just said, I've been working on for a very long time and I did the same approach where, you know, what, 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 what causes, focus concentration with serotonin dopamine all the your mono means how are they broken down how can you naturally release them what compounds do that uh how to elevate your mood and then how does how does the pharmaceutical work is there a natural pathway to or natural ingredient that works the same way let's mess around and and i've kind of approached it from the you need to hit your serotonin to increase your mood and make it very experiential. You get the dopamine release part of it. So that, that actually gives the focus. If you know how ADHD medications work, if you need them, your body is not getting enough stimuli from the environment or from your naturally producing enough dopamine. So what that does is it allows your brain to release more dopamine so that it's stimulated where when you notice somebody who has ADHD, like look around like this constantly, it's because they need outside stimuli to release dopamine. So when I looked at ingredients, what does, how does that mechanism work with a plant? Like, can I find botanicals that do the same exact thing? And we did find some cool stuff. There's very different and unique things in there. That's why it took a while to source some stuff. Yeah, the ivy leaf is a really, really cool ingredient. Most of people, I think, associated with cough, I believe. They sell it for Yeah, cough. that's when I looked it up, that was the one, like when I typed in ivy leaf nothing, when I typed in ivy leaf supplement, it was like just cold medicine. Yeah, but there's a... The, what what I standardized it to that is one of the actives. There's a couple actives in there, and this one is a triple monoamine oxidase inhibitor. So it inhibits the breakdown of serotonin, dopamine, and uh, norepinephrine. So those things that make you feel good, like serotonin and dopamine, last longer in your body, which allows you to focus and have an elevated mood and get things done. And so I made the product for people to take when they you know i need to read six hours or a study or i need to clean the house or i have 10 work calls or you know just something that will keep you focused for a long time based on the mechanisms of how 
like I said, how pharmaceuticals work and then what are the natural alternatives to that I can use to make something similar. Was, because we were mentioning about like quarter block and that's obviously expensive. So you put, that's the only thing you put in there. Um, I have to imagine that there were some expensive things on this because this is the first Chemex product with 21 servings. Or was there another reason yeah. behind that? Well, I, I, I always am a huge believer in cycling stuff. Oh, and yeah. so everything I always tell people to cycle, no matter what it is, your body will eventually break. Um, when you start taking a lot of things exogenously, your body builds up receptors that break it down very quickly. And so that's how you get a tolerance. So we, it's basically, you can either do three weeks on, one week off type of thing, which is the 21 out of 28 yeah, okay. days. Or the, the formula is very strong. You could probably start off with four capsules instead of eight and do really well. That was my other thought process was, yeah. There's, I, just, I really put a lot into this product and it's, I say it's all my stuff, but it's probably my favorite that I've done. Just not just because well, it's the newest. But I would it's say the that one it, yeah, it, when you first, because when you first mentioned it, like uh, with the pre-workout, there was some solid attention on focus. And when you announced this, it kind of, I don't know, it just seems like one of those categories where you can shine, like a smart person or an educated person can shine. They can show like their skills they can show that it's not just some dick putting right. together this that and whatever he's not pulling it out from anywhere like it's it's one of those formulas like a muscle builder again the metabolic nat looks good but you're not able to compare yourself to an average muscle builder because there aren't very many out there so you got your great mm -hmm. stuff you and then you got like tribulus and Phoenix creek and you got the typical <laughs> mainstream ones and so and I think Nootropic is one of the best places because even in the pre-workout market, the Chemex pre-workout has some highlights, but it, it is in the mix with a lot of things. Whereas the Nootropic category just seems like a good fit for Chemex because it's a, you have the potential to put in all this and come, take that approach. And it's, it's, it's a market not many have touched and it's, at least with the tropics, it's it's growing, but I don't think it's as uh, I don't know. You don't really see a lot of similar formulas. It's not very saturated yet. I don't not think. yet, and I'm, and it's not like I'm not at the point where I'm seeing the same formula from nootropic to nootropic. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's uh, like you. I mean, you get ashwagandha. I would think it's slowly becoming like a staple that they put in there now. Um, but then you've also got some sort of choline and all that stuff. So it's a, those are common, but it's always those other things that you put around it, which was the other question I was going to ask is what was the decision behind not putting caffeine in it? Cause I thought it was quite an interesting one to not put, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of mixing caffeine with nootropics, but I do like being able to do it myself. Um, because I'm, some people put in like 300, some people put in bloody, right. 100 and i was like ah so i mean what was the decision was that kind of the thought process behind that for you the initial thought process is i wanted to make something that you can take so that you can take not take caffeine for seven to ten days or whatever because i used to get this question all the time people obviously 
in America and probably all over the world, people are addicted to caffeine and coffee and you see it all the time. But if it, your tolerance builds very, very quickly, as quickly as five to seven days of continuous use, your body will start to you not get the same effect. So everyone, uh, I used to get questions asking me, how do I decrease the tolerance of caffeine? And the, the answer is you take a little break, but no one wants to do that. <laughs> so an alternative is to use nootropics because they, they don't stimulate your central nervous system the same way. They work completely differently. They're very much, much more of a neurological effect versus a CNS effect. So that was the main reason. And then, and to your point, people, different people have different caffeine tolerances. I can take, personally, if I take 100 to 150, that's plenty for me. Some people need 300, 400. Um, what, Sky, Skywalk by Myoblox is a yeah. really great focus product. It, it has a lot of caffeine in it, though. And so for me personally, I don't like that much caffeine, but I like the other stuff in it, you know, so I wanted to leave it out and leave it as your choice to add it for a little boost. If you need it, I really, I mean, from me trying it and I, I really don't think you're going to need it, but some people just like caffeine and take it. Hmm. Were there ingredients that you didn't want to put in that were kind of, in that stimulant area, because I, I, I saw some of the things in there that were more pre-workout like, um, and I mean, I have seen focus supplements with yohimbine in there, but were there things in there that you were like, well, if I put this in, it might be too much energy versus the whole idea of this is focus, or was it just caffeine was the only one you wanted to leave out? Well, the, this, the ones I the stimulants that I use, like hygienamine and and then dimethylphenylethylamine. Um, those were put in there for a specific reason for the dopamine effect, you know, because they're very similar in structure to amphetamine and like DMAA, those type of compounds. So they, they work similarly in the body. And so the, there is a very good focus factor there without an over stimulation of your central nervous system like caffeine. They don't necessarily give you the jitters as they do give you more of a focus concentration thing. I don't like the word energy because that's such a ubiquitous term and kind of undefined versus where caffeine people equate, equate caffeine with energy. And I just, I don't think you needed it. And the stuff that I used in there, including hortadine, Hortadine I used specifically as a, a monoamine oxidase inhibitor. Not, it's not really a stimulant. People look at it and it's in pre-workouts and people think because of its structure, it's got to be a stimulant. And it, it's actually very weakly binding to the receptors that the, say, hygienamine or DMA bind to. And so I didn't, but it works really well as a specific uh, monoamine oxidase inhibitor, which is what I was the whole kind of concept behind the focus is let's keep the monoamine, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, let's keep them alive longer, or not alive, active longer. So the basically the, the focus benefits outweigh the, the energy in, in those cases for the stims. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like I said, I, it just looks interesting. Um, and that's <laughs> the thing, I guess that's the thing with chemic stuff is that, um, you, you look at the formula on paper and, and you run through and you're like, this looks, this looks damn cool. Like it's just, and 
I mean, again, there are a few things in there, like the Alliance Man, the, the Colleen, the Horde name, like you, you recognize these, but Chemex has got that reputation now where I guess it's not, um, you know, you put multiple anomalies in a product. It's not like when DMAA first showed up, everyone was like, okay, I recognize all of these, but what the fuck is that? Like it's, uh, you've got a few in there. And so, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting. I think that would be the, the fan base of Chemex, we would understand that. I think a lot of the more premium, higher end users that are, like I said, willing to pay that, that 50 to $60 um, product, I, I think they understand that now. And it's like, as, as you were saying earlier, I, uh, I think it's, it's the Chemex way, it's the Chemex approach. Like you've, you've built that reputation now where uh, you're not some, I don't know, crazy dude just throwing together shit and then people are going, well, I don't want to touch that because I don't recognize it. So I think it's, uh, it's become known. Um, so you, you drop the sleep, you've dropped the, um, metabolic focus is, is coming. It's like, is it out now? Is that a uh, black Friday? Black Friday. Black yes, black Friday. Friday. Yeah. Uh, so I have to ask, obviously, um, and we probably won't see it for another year. Is there anything else you're working on? I'm always working on stuff. Well, the, what's, the, what's the one thing that you, I assume you are always working on stuff, but what is the one thing that you, that you have right now that uh, I guess you'd be, you're excited about, or I guess uh, it could be the most interesting. Uh, I don't know how much I can reveal at the moment. I have some stuff I'm working on that I'm trying to, to patent actually get some IP for some ingredients. And I'm really, I'm really stoked about that. I've had this idea for a while and I brought it to some partners that I've worked with before and we got behind, everyone got behind it and we are in the process of getting everything done for that. And uh, so that is going to be something that will be in a chem, a future chemex product first, obviously because it was, uh, I'm patenting it with my team. Uh, there's always people are always looking for the next new stim. So I do I do focus a lot of research on what is out there, and that's why I was really heavy on the nootropic because and finding rare rare botanicals and things that people have never heard of because they work and they can replace things that maybe people don't want to use, like uh, DMAA is yeah. something that. You know, I personally don't really like the one three. If you've ever tried one four DMA, it's actually really euphoric and cleaner. It's uh, you have to use a slightly bit more of it to get the effect just by the way it, the structure binds and everything, but it's cleaner, I think, versus one one three DMA. So there's there's always always looking for something that is experiential because most products, like if you talk about quarter block, for example, it people don't associated as a fat burner because it's not stimulants and most people are assuming a fat burner i just class that as a fat burner yeah it it is a fat burner but most people think of fat burners having you know stimulants in them and so it's it's really about education and that's what i've really focused on doing and i just shot videos like in-depth whiteboard videos for metabolic for sleep for the nootropic and for the gda which actually was out a while ago that we never did a whiteboard video. We didn't, I just 
schedules conflicting and stuff. I couldn't get it filmed in time. And so I just shot all these videos that are going to be out soon so that you can understand a little bit of the method to the madness and some maybe some of the ingredients that you haven't heard of. I, I go into a little more detail and talk about them because it's just if you don't educate somebody on something, they're going to miss it because you, you, you kind of like you kind of go to what you know. Yeah. And then you don't see you don't see caffeine in the nootropic, so you could dismiss it, and you see all these weird botanicals that you've never heard of. But if you actually educate the people about why this is in there and what it does, and this is why you should take it, I think that's that's the growing movement of our industry. Hopefully, is is more and more education versus the uh, the let's put some cool stuff together and 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 just sell it and have a cool name or whatever versus actually educating people about why this is there and why you should take it and why or why this isn't there you know I, there's a lot of ingredients i don't use because i don't think the data is good or i don't think it fits the product or they're they're um they can cause side effects by combining stuff most people don't even think about stuff like that <laughs> but there's a lot of things you shouldn't combine so i always take that into consideration as well I think Chemex has got, uh, I feel like it's a unique audience. Like even if you've been taking supplements for two or three years, I still think that Chemex would be an eye opener. Like it's one of those ones that you graduate to. Like if Chemex is the first brand you try and you haven't touched a supplement before, I'd be impressed <laughs> that you found it. <clears throat> but it's, um, it's uh, I, don't, I, I think you've got that unique position of being just that step up. It just has that that approach and the effectiveness of the supplements. Um, there are obviously a few categories that Chemex has yet to branch into. Uh, mm -hmm. The most the most notable I'd have to ask is because uh, you don't have a protein powder. But for for the life of me, I don't. I can't. I can almost not imagine that being like. It just doesn't seem very fitting. But I mean, is is obvious. I already know the answer to this, so I think I know the answer is. Is there a reason you haven't done a protein powder? <clears throat> How do you make it cool? <laughs> like we've talked about making proteins and if you want it to stay in line with the, the Chemex model as a brand, what can you make in protein powder that would make it either work better and, or have something different in there? And there's not a lot of things you could do. It's just a food supplement. So yeah. when that's why I did the EAA instead because most people's EAAs are very underdosed and the ratios, I don't know where people come up with them and they, they focus just on leucine and they don't realize that you need all these other essential amino acids because you know you turn on mTOR, that's great, but it's just it's on. But if you don't have the substrates to build muscle tissue, it's not gonna build anything. So I think when we talked about the protein, I, I went in the EAA direction first. And then um, we still may do a protein, but it's it would just be almost, I don't know. There, it would, it, there's just, what do you make? How do you make it cool and different? That's that's what I've been trying to figure out. I've, I've, I had some ideas, but it's nothing's panned out. There was uh, probably like 2018 maybe. That was when I saw 2017, 18, you had brands kind of around the peak when everyone just started piling in. 
you had brands with the same argument. They were like, do I just do whatever it is that people want? Like just an isolate, nothing yeah. more, just pure isolate, try and make it taste good. And then you had the people coming along doing things like, no, I'm going to make it really stand out. And they, they had a few where you'd, I saw some that were uh, enhanced with, um, Philositol was one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think someone put Lexogenin in one of theirs. Uh, <laughs> you get the obvious, yeah, they added creatine, you added, I mean, it's, but none of them have really stayed. Like I've right. seen, like you've seen protein powders that have come like ghosts, uh, ghost away, one of their first products, but it is now like one of their flagships. Like it's just one of their big popular products. Um, and it's as simple it just, as you it can really good, right? They're really known. Sorry to interrupt. They're really known. Yeah. For, yeah. Like, oh flavors. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And I think that's good proof that you could do basic, you can do complex, but the key I think is, is flavor, which I find is flavor focused. Isn't necessarily the Chemex vibe. I don't know. I don't really. <laughs> well, some of these ingredients are very hard to mask. Oh no, I already, I already know the answer to this. Trust me, we, we're actually working on uh, reflavoring some things and changing uh, uh, changing a formula slightly to make them better tasting. Because I understand if there there are the people that won't drink it if it doesn't taste good. There are the people that don't care what it tastes like as long as it's effective. So I the, we are actively trying to change some of the flavors and make it more palatable. But at the end of the day, some things just can't be masked. Like you can't mask a gram of Kana in a powder form, which is another reason why the nootropic originally was supposed to be a powder became a capsule because all of those things, especially the ivy leaf is tastes terribly. Uh, the Kana tastes terribly. It, it was just a factor of not only solubility, but taste and covering masking agents. And then you get into things that you don't really want people taking, you know, like, you don't want to put a lot of sucralose. You don't want to put a lot of artificial sweeteners or dyes or any of that stuff. I would, I wanted to keep it as close as just the botanical as possible, which is why we did the capsule form. I think it's, it's the chemics way, right? Like even, even though a bad taste isn't great, but I feel like if it's like, it's, it, it's almost proof that like, let's just say I, the product was Centralian Bad Airline Cafe, what a touring. And it tasted like shit. I'd be like, my God, this is, this is what the hell's wrong with these people. But then if I tried a Chemex product and I saw the label and I tasted it and I'm like, it's not the best. I'd be like, that makes sense because he's put all this in here. And <laughs> you know that he's hunted down into the deepest forests of South Africa to get this stuff. <laughs> so it's, you know, that it's like, it's, it's kind of, it's not expected, but I think if someone stumbles onto Chemex, and has graduated from another brand because they want something more, they want something. I, I think that that consumer is already at the point where they know it's not going to taste like you know, strawberries. <laughs> I feel like they understand that if you look at Chemex and you've graduated and built your supplement experience to then, I feel like you should. And if you, if you're not, then you should probably take more supplements, but I feel like it's uh, <laughs> one of those things that, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's because I have, I have had some supplements that taste awful. Similar approach <laughs> yeah, though. They put, the, they put the, they put the ingredients first and um, they're kind of the same thing. They were just, but again, I think Chemex has a different appeal. It's a, 
the audience is more up there. Like if you're selling a thirty dollar pre workout and it tastes bad, you're gonna have some problems because it's right. <laughs> it's that that kind of consumer is um, is looking for something else. Uh, and protein powder, yeah, I, I mean it is a category that I've had so many people ask me, so many brands ask me, how do I make it different? And it's just, it's not. It's just you. Is it, I I don't think the question isn't whether or not you can make it different because I can guarantee you you could make something different. The complete argument is: <laughs> is someone going to pay any extra money for a protein powder when, as right. you said, they really only want it for post-workout shakes or meals or whatever? It's a I don't imagine. Yeah. And those ones with velocitol and luxogenin and some others I've seen out there, they sit at like forty forty-five bucks for a two-pound. And um, you know they yeah. they don't they don't last, but Ghost Way, that's forty forty five bucks on their site, and that thing has done really well to the point where they haven't made a five pound or haven't mm-hmm. needed to. So, uh, and I think it's it's key is obviously flavor and taste. People want to pay mm-hmm. more for flavor and taste, mm-hmm. and I guess uh, extra ingredients stuff like that. Um, I suppose, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I might be out of questions, but I I think I could really enjoyed the conversation. I mean, it's, uh, I, I was just mostly impressed by the approach, how you would like each supplement you discussed, you highlighted it perfectly when you said, uh, the, uh, you, you, you looked for ingredients that did these specific actions and mechanisms and stuff like that. I was, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I, I knew you thought things differently. I didn't know that was the approach. I didn't know that that was, it was just impressive to hear. And you kind of naturally just touched on it every single time you talked about anabolic, cortabolic, um, nootropic. Uh, I think that was just awesome to hear because again, I'm used to the $30, $40 brands that say things like I game changing pre-workout. I've bumped the caffeine to 450. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh yeah, man, I thought it was really cool to hear that. I don't know if too many people know that or believe that, but it's, um, yeah, that was just really interesting. And uh, I appreciate appreciate you sitting down and chatting. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.